all for you. Yeah, yo. There whenever it matters, and even more when you feel like it doesn't. Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't. Know I'm right alongside you. Here but that, I'm behind you, but always got you. End of discussion. Nothing means more. First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for. Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours. And know that I ain't see a better view yet. I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret. Know that you covered. Not a hurdle or a heartbreak to change what a partake. Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway. My job is to aware you. Fully loaded. Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, I've been down. Cause failing's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. Tape in here, but press where's the play button at? We finished with the anorexic, they get dissected up so wicked, they better respect it, never neglected. I just read it and see that gets the credit to me, but I just read it and see. Who is this dude rapping all like this and you know crazy fast rapping whatever he's like 11 years old he shouldn't even be out Kaiser Soze and Perry Harry Potter are both a myth my vocabulary spot is vocalist In my head I picture him spinning on his head because he was one of the dudes that knew how to do that I got this trick where I can rhyme and do a head spin at the same time right on the table Everybody knew him because he could freestyle so well and he was 14 Beat they rhyme until they got a bleeding spine ideas defined It's the dopest rapper in the world go and ask your god and your favorite Religion when I play the issues tripping for fun, we rapped. I've been a mad man. It's easy to do. Don't, don't, don't. Say a bunch of words that kind of sound the same. It's like for a while. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? This is Ishmael from Dad Is Not A Now. I hope everyone's doing well. I'm doing good, and I'm truly excited to have this special guest on. I wanted this guest on for the longest time. Um, she was a guest of mine many, many, many years ago on a show I was a part of called The Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend radio show. That felt like eons ago, but I'm truly excited to have her on because she is the son of one of the most talented artists that that just 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 exuded so much positivity, light and just beauty in his music. We lost him too 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 fast at and and it it just it just hurt me that he's not here with us anymore, but his music lives on. Um, the person I'm talking about, the artist is Idea just one of the magnificent artists when you talk about just hip-hop in general freestyle all types just 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 um, just amazing and i'm truly privileged and honored to have his mom on kathy kathy how you doing hey fine <laughs> doing good i see you have you have the artwork of of of, of to us the world we know him as idea but to you his name is mikey and i see you have the artwork in the back of, of of Mikey, talk about that artwork in the back. Oh well, this painting is wonderful and amazing. Um, <laughs> can you see it? I'll try to bring I it closer. It. Yes. Er yes. Oh, wow. There. Um, that yes. was painted by a kid in Germany, I think, wow. um, a few years ago, and he uh, was a teenager, and he sent it to me. It's amazing. It's in my living room. 
And then the picture of my, my mom and Mikey that I took um, in the, at the Sioux Falls. And then I have just tons of, do you want to see? Sure. Please. Try. I'm not very good at this, but. Ugh. So I have. The, okay. Can you see? I have the carbon yeah. carousel artwork and then a drawing of Mikey's when he was in high school. Wow. It's a B-boy with no head. What? <laughs> he drew two pictures, one he drew with a head and one he drew without. And uh, sadistic, sadistic has the one with the head, and I have the one without. <laughs> <laughs> but so. like I said, the world knows um, your son as idea, but you know how you, you know, call him Mikey. So right. Like, I mean, come on. Your mom doesn't call you by your stage name. Yeah. No, no. I don't have a stage name. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I need a stage name. But there no. you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and I never turned, a lot of people turned to calling him like Mike or Michael when he became an adult, you know? I mean, everybody called him Mikey when he was little. And some of those friends, but all of my family and stuff, we still call him Mikey. I so can't see... I mean, he's he's a Mikey. He's not a Mike or a Michael. No, the the and that's the and that's the awesome thing about you and Mikey that you know you guys have you had that bond with each other. Like he was like your protector. Um, but before we get into it a little bit, talk about the early days of Mikey and his his love for hip hop because you know it's just amazing. Like like as a writer, like. Like what he wrote, like like at the at early ages, like I seen like the one thing he wrote at the age of thirteen called the Adu to Hip Hop, that was powerful. But where did his love for writing and, and hip hop, just just writing in general, start? From? I think it was. I think it just started out writing. I mean, Mikey okay. wrote his first poem when he was in kindergarten, you mm. know, and it was a play on the word son, S O N and S U N, and mm. literally it was you know probably five lines. But it started out as, you know, the son, S-O-N, did this and wound up being the son, S-U-N. And mm. so I think it just was writing. But I think um, in a lot of ways, hip-hop was able to allow him to use more play on words. Because that kid could make any word rhyme with a different word. And um, that's very poetic. But most music isn't poetic. It's a story and it's a, you know, feeling, but it doesn't do a lot of having each line rhyme. It may have each line end on the same like note or sound, but it doesn't do a lot of the same, you know, every other word rhymes with every other word, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, go ahead. And then also like his his gift to just off the fly, like put words together and just freestyle. Like where did that come from? Because not a lot of people can do that. Like sometimes as artists, they'll write it down and remember. He just like you put him on a stage, and he'll just go off. Um, probably because his mom was mean when he was a baby, and we used to do flashcards. <laughs> <laughs> So, you, you know, I mean, he was literally 18 months and we were doing word flashcards and it wasn't 
in, you know, they weren't in order. They were always shuffled and there were new ones thrown in and there were some taken out. So he needed to be able to learn these words really fast and really quick. And mm -hmm. I think he was just able to turn that into then learning definitions and how these words are used mm -hmm. and moving on from there to be able to pick any subject and debate it positively or negatively. And then also talk about like, again, he was a master at words, but emotions too. Like talk about that emotional aspect of like, when you, when you hear your son um, rap or sing, you can feel the emotion. You can feel that pain. You can feel, you can feel it. So like, just talk about that emotional element. Well, I think as we had, you know, spoke earlier, I think art um, is subjective and it makes you feel a certain way. And I think really good artists, whether they're musicians or painters or poets or storytellers or, you know, sculptors, um, find that in themselves, whether it's something they felt like an experience they had or if it was something they see or something that they were... Um, told they're very good at being able to be empathetic and take that and um, then turn around and spread that in a lot of different avenues. Whether it was something that Mikey was like struggling or feeling himself from an experience or something that went on, or if it was something he watched a friend go through or, um, you know, a family member or whatever. He was very good at, um, even when he was tiny, I mean, you know, a little one-year-old, he could tell if you needed a hug, right. you know, he would come up and he would hug you and, you right. know, and just, and then waddle off and do whatever. But he was very empathetic and able to allow that to come out. Because mm -hmm. that's something, a lot of us keep our emotions in. And we don't like to let them out and we don't like to explore them. And Mikey was very good at learning that you have to explore them. You have to figure them out. You got to find the why and then um, do something with it, you know. And, and, and I don't know if it was, like I said before, if it was him trying to figure something out of himself or if it was something that he just wanted to put out there and share. Um, you know, I'm just not sure if that makes sense. No, it just does. Because I think one of the gifts he definitely had was he was able to put himself in other people's shoes. Yes. That, you know, that's not a gift that a lot of people have. See, and I that, think I should have that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and just that sense of humanitarian. You yeah. know, like he was like highly intelligent, but he wouldn't like showcase it when he was around people. Yeah, but I also think he being highly intelligent, he, people he knew that um, that he really knew weren't as intelligent as him, he did not like flaunt it or um, shove it in your face or whatever. He used his intelligence a lot of times to semi put people who thought they're very intelligent kind of in their place, make them take a step back and just look at what they're doing or look at what they're saying or look at who they're harming you know, or why did you have to, you know, do this particular thing or something like that. Um, whereas he could have been really, really arrogant and been really, really nasty to a lot of people. 
because he is smart, was smarter than a lot of us, you know, but he never did. I mean, you know, he just used it to get you to be aware or take a step back or just take a breath and look for the moment at what's going on. So. And he, and he did. And you can't, you, I got residents of it of in his rap battles, especially if it was a person he didn't like, because you had to do something really, really bad for Mikey to not like you. Yeah. Cause he liked everybody. But if you rub them the wrong way, he knew how to get to you. Cut you off at the knees. <laughs> right, 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 right. Verbally, yep. he, he knew how to get to you. <laughs> yep. You know, um, well, and it semi is the same way I was brought up. I was brought up, you never throw the first punch, but you never let anybody punch you. Right. And so, you know, Mikey never really threw the first punch. The person did something because he didn't start out disliking you because he doesn't know you or doesn't whatever. Then you do something. And he's like, nope, cut you off at the knees. And his way was verbal. Ours were with our fists. That's, you know, how it worked back in the day. And then what came first? Was it the breakdancing or the lyric? Because he was a great breakdancer, too. He was. And breakdancing came first. Um, okay. Well, it, yeah, depends. <laughs> so um, if you think about his lyrics and his songs as like his poetry and his journals, they came first because that started in kindergarten. Break dancing, as far as um, wanting to be more involved in a culture and a way of getting people to notice, break dancing came first because mm. he used to be part of the Battle Cats, and they used to break and you know do competitions and you know that type of stuff. Um, but he was diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis when he was about 14. Mm. And so breakdancing was not necessarily the best avenue. And after one of the visits to the rheumatologist and they were telling him in order to be able to like move his hip and his leg and stuff in a certain way or be able to walk and stuff like that, he had to do these particular exercises and couldn't be um restricted for long periods of time and stuff like that um break dancing was not the best avenue on your joints so but what where because he was so talented and was like where did he like where did he learn to spin on his head and rap at the same time where did that come from his basement <laughs> <laughs> The basement where we had to build this linoleum floor with padding underneath. And um, he set up this camera and, you know, watched himself constantly. And they all practiced constantly. And, um, you know, <laughs> my basement's been a lot of things. <laughs> and, and and the beauty of, of your son is like he's, he was this young man with the old soul. Like the one thing we were talking about like earlier before we start recording is like the rain. And like when he when you pass, uh you become rain, which actually became a song. So talk about that. Oh, he uses rain and water in a lot of songs. Um, but I know the exact conversation that we had about this. So my brother um 
it, it has a very rare kidney disease. And um, we were driving down West 7th Street by our house and we were going to the university and we were going to see Todd. And we were talking about, um, you know, he could die. High possibility, very, you know, true. And Mikey wanted to know um, what different religions and different people believed about dying. And so we kind of went through them all, you know, heaven, hell, reincarnation. You come back and finish your next life. You, you know, have to answer these questions because that's why you didn't, you know, complete your, you know, move on to the next plane, blah, blah, blah. And um, I know exactly where we were. We were on the corner of St. Clair and West 7th Street because we were at a stoplight. And Mikey said, I'm going to be reincarnated as rain. Wow. And I was like, okay, good. You know, um, why? I mean, rain's a random thing, right? right. You know, you're not going to be reincarnated as the next ruler of the world. I mean, come right. on. No. Um, and he said, because rain gives life to everything and washes everything away. Wow. So, um, and then, yes, he made a song about being reincarnated as rain. He made a song about floating down the river and not knowing how it goes. And he put water in this and, um, you know, the the song, the Sleep Tight song by Carbon Care. I mean, the dude put water in everything. Yeah. And um, he hasn't failed me yet. That's Rain's right. All the time. <laughs> That's right. And then this is the one thing, too, is that, like, you were telling me, um, like, he would – he loved to hug people and yep. then smile. Talk about that. Like hugging and smiling. I think. Well, other- hugging is a, um, <laughs> a weird thing in my family. Cause we grew up hugging. You hug everybody. Right. Uh, there was, and like I had said, there was nothing. It wasn't, you know, you don't hug boys, you hug boys, whether right. you're a boy or girl, you, you know, it's not sexual. It's not, um, deviant. It's not, you know, whatever it's, literally a gesture of I see you I love you because if you don't see them again yeah. you don't have that opportunity and I, well, I'll tell this story I've never told this story wow. um I need a little water first All right, go for it. <laughs> so when Mikey was a teenager when Mikey was very little he hugged everybody constantly would come over you're laying on the couch and he thought you had a bad day at one, he'd come over and hug you. When he was a teenager, somewhere, some societal thing got into him and it was, um, you're not supposed to hug people that you aren't like in an intimate relationship with, or it's, you know, your sibling who's sick or, you know, they're, you only hug at certain times and certain reasons, you know, holidays and blah, blah, blah. This one put a stop to that in a freaking goddamn heartbeat. <laughs> we were leaving his grandparents' house, and I said, you didn't hug your grandparents. Go hug your grandparents. And he said, no, I don't want to. And I said, you get your ass back in there, and you hug your grandparents. Oh, I don't have to. I'll hug them next time. No, right now, because you have no clue whether this is going to be the last time you see them or not. If you don't get in there and hug them, you're going to sit here until you freaking do, because I didn't swear when Mikey was alive. Then when he died, I started swearing. (laughs) He turns around, stamping his feet, goes back in the house and hugs my mom and hugs my dad and came back out. And I said, that's never gonna happen again. You hug everybody 
when you see, when you get there and when you leave. That is the way it is. I don't care. And, you know, that was the one and only time we had an argument and a fight about, I don't want to hug. And then it was from then on, he just did. And then he realized, you know, probably a few years later or whatever, hugging is a very um, reassuring, yeah. comfortable thing. You know, I actually thought, and I was wondering what the questions and stuff you were going to ask me. And I'll tell you this. And I thought one of them might be, what is the one thing I miss the most about Mikey? Yeah. It's hugs. Wow. That kid knew how to hug. Right. It was, um, you know, not the one little shoulder thingy. It right. was a hug, was you know? Awesome. Um, that's the one thing I miss about him the most. Um, I, I, I know we, we're about to get the tissues ready, but do you remember the last hug he gave you? Oh, I know exactly when it was. The night before he died. Wow. And I was um, staying up doing the poetry book, and he was going to, I think, Max's show at 7th Street Entry. Not sure if it was Max's. Um, he hugged me and kissed me on my forehead and said he loved me. Wow. And then he died the next morning. Wow. Or the next day, whatever you want to call it. And and that's the one thing about hugs is that it gives us affirmation of love, that that person loves you. Well, they know that you exist that you exist on this planet because often you know he, he he spoke to a lot of people around the world that felt like they weren't a part of the world yes and he emphasized that you're critical no matter what anyone say if anyone ignore you or whatever you are your existence is a critical to the world yes and i do believe that you know a lot of that is um his empathy but also his ability to understand. And at different points in time, he probably felt he wasn't, you know, I mean, we all do, no matter how good of a life we got, no matter how bad of a life we have, at different points in time, we don't believe that people recognize us or that um, you're valued or that you're worthy. We didn't get the job well, because we're not worthy. We didn't get the girl because we're not worthy. You know, I mean, um, so, but he understood that really young. Right. And I don't think a lot of us understand that until we're older. And I don't mean old like me, but I mean adulthoodish. You know, right. I think as kids and as teenagers, we do a lot of the, oh, my life is bad. Um, but we don't do the comparison in the sense that this other person's life is worse or this other person's life is better. We just think, oh, our life is bad. You know, and I think as we get older, we look around and then we think, oh, that is bad or, oh, that wasn't so bad or, oh, I know how to resolve that or, you know, but I think that just comes with maturity and stuff. And I think he had that very young. I, I just, he did. And I, I totally agree. And I think he was one of those artists that was ahead of his time talking about mental health. And a lot of his um, music dealt with mental health. Um Especially the one song that comes to my that comes to my mind is was it the a uh, a, a murder of memories about yeah. the Vietnam vet that came home and struggling from the demons of what he saw from war. Um, talk about that because I always thought that was about his father. So can you kind of talk about that? That, that song, song is not about his father. That okay. song is about vets. Um, and I can tell you something I used to do. So I used to teach school. Okay. I social studies and um, 
I use that song in my social studies school when we're talking about the Vietnam War because I asked my classes, which are were high school classes, how come we don't have protest songs about war anymore? But this kid, because Mikey was young, he was still a teenager when they did that, um, did. What, what happened to the rest of the generations in the world and stuff like that? And the reason, Mikey, I think that song was um, made is because one time when we were in San Francisco, there was a Vietnam vet that was selling, don't remember which fancy metal, but they get a couple of fancy metals that they're not supposed to sell and all that stuff. And he was selling it for, you know, like five bucks. And um, Mikey just gave him money. He gave him like $10 and said he didn't want it. But he sat and talked to that guy for like an hour. Wow. To find out what was going on and why and all that other stuff. And I think that is the main premise of that song, you know. And well, and, yeah. and and that's and that's a powerful and that's a powerful song. And again, he was ahead of his time talking about that because nobody in music was talking about that really. Nobody at all. It was no kind of, PTSD, kind of that type of stuff was not, yeah. um, you know, real prevalent. It is right now. I mean, it's yeah. very, very prevalent now. We all talk about it. We all have different things, especially they talk about COVID, PSTD, and all that stuff, what's going to happen, you know, how people react and blah, blah, blah. But you're right. People weren't talking about it, but we still had a lot of vets and a lot of abused women and a lot of um, abused children that go through that, that have those, you know, flashbacks and have that terror where they can't do anything or they go beyond doing anything and they just you know end their lives or something like that so yeah and i can't tell you why he's faster than society <laughs> <laughs> no because he the, the the great thing about your son is that i again i think that was a gift is that he could foresee what things that was hurt in the country that we slept we um swept under the rug you know Especially, you know, no matter what community you're in, whether black or white, you know, we often have the same situations, whether it's drug addiction, family issues, we all have those same issues. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think they're human issues. Yeah. And, um, I, and believe it or not, it's rich or poor, colored or not. English or not, you know, what language, you know, sex or not, whatever. Um, There are times when we as humans um, are, this is going to be really bad and your people aren't going to like me because, um, so we all have voices in our heads, right? Right, we do. One that's called negative Nancy. That is the loud one. That is always telling us, you know, we're not good enough to do that, or you're not smart enough, you're not strong enough, you're not, you know, whatever. Um, but there is another one in our head called Positive Patty, yeah. who is extremely quiet, but you just have to figure out how to listen. And the Positive Patty um, should be the one that's louder and the one we're all listening to, to help us make a positive, productive member of society. because. We all have value. It doesn't actually matter where, who, what, when. 
there is a value there. Finding that value or having it acknowledged is the hard part. And if we had a louder, positive patty, it might be just a little easier to get there. And I, I totally agree with that. And do you feel like personally, I don't know, you know, you know, Monday night uh, quarterbacking. Um, do you feel like the, the many thought, the voices in his head of your son, um, he articulated other people's pain in his music instead of like focus on the in his head and focusing on what he needed to do to help himself maybe and you know the world is my world is yes and no so i mean in some ways i think all artists of every type um maybe try to focus on others pain instead of their own to help them but you know there's that old saying when you help someone else you help yourself right so you know, it's hard. Um, I don't necessarily know if Mikey was willing to figure out how to alleviate the more negative Nancy and focus on the more positive Patty for himself. But, and that could be because of me. Um, But he did know because of me how to do it for other people. So, because he watched me his whole life help other people grow and become this and become that and do this and do that. And, um, and so, and maybe this is a lesson for parents. Um, you don't let a lot of your, well, that wouldn't be good. I don't know. Uh, so if I didn't show him that, um, maybe he would have been able to be more focused on himself um, but also then maybe he wouldn't have made music like he did. So it, it's hard, but as a parent, if you can try to show more positive things than listening to the negative Nancy, you, without making the positive an expectation, like you have to get grades. I had a conversation, <coughs> excuse me, last night with a friend and we were talking about, um, grades and I never said to Mikey, why didn't you get a better grade? I would always say to Mikey, why don't you just sit down and do the damn work because it'll take you five minutes. Right. And you know that instead right. of, you know, hemming and hawing about it. I didn't right. care about the grade. It was, you do the work, you put in the right. work. Right. Who cares about the grade? Right. <laughs> you know, I know society does and schools do and all that stuff, but they're wrong. Um, but so, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, you know, we should be more positive without expectations on our children. Right. And then they might not have all the inner demons that we have or that they do have. But, you know, I don't know. Um, no, no, you know, I, if I had done things different, he wouldn't have been who he was. So, yeah. And I think that's the one thing is the, the, the good thing about, you know, being, you know, the parenting skills is that, you know, explaining to kids, like, if you touch that stove, it's going to burn your finger. Yeah. I, I, I told you not. This is the reason why I'm telling you not to do it. You can go ahead and do it. Find out for yourself. But yep. I'm letting you know you're going to call my name after you do it. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> That's how it works, you know. It's like, you know, you got to let them explore some things, but you need to tell them the dangers of doing this 
and then you know you have to make your own decisions it, within reason you know i mean him and i had that argument when he was two about he can't cross the street so that's just you know i've told that story a hundred million times but he thought he could and damn was that kid good at arguing you know he could argue i took him to uh, my seventh grade class one time and um for debate mm. and mikey debated both sides and they were like, how can you do that? And I was like, because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to think of both sides. You yeah. need to be able to defend your point of view on yeah. whatever side you're on. Yeah. If you can't, be quiet, move along. And that's the one thing too, is that as just as a person to grow and evolve, you have to look at both sides because there might be some points that you didn't see from the other side that you disagree with that made sense and you're like you know what yeah yeah you know what that is right so i'm gonna take a little bit that to add to my already you know what i know about a certain situation so that adds to my my fuel to my fire of of debating like it it it, it, it and at the end of the day it, you grow as a person and i think that's the one thing about mikey is that he grew as a person over time because he he saw he didn't see the world as black and white he saw the world of different colors and different possibilities and you know especially in his music you know you know separate a reality from the unreality you know like what's 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 there you know and i think that's another gift that he had that i, I think a lot of artists don't have nowadays or there's a few artists that have that skill but Artists to that the artists that we listen to don't have that skill of doing that, and he did that really well. Well, that's sad because I would hope all artists have the why factor, if you want to call it that, and trying right. to look at multiple avenues and multiple sides. And I would also hope that most artists live in my world and Mikey's world because he hated this world, but it's the world of yes and no. Because like you said, you take the good points that, and not the ones that fit in, but the actual good real points, you know, right. and you incorporate them into a new thought process with these other good points. And then you move that forward and then you add a little more and you figure out a little more and you may have to take away some. And because growing up, so Mikey has a really weird family. Um, we had kind of like unwritten rules. I mean, we had written rules too, but we right. had kind of unwritten rules about things that we used to talk about a lot. And it was always, you know, when you come across somebody new, you, you take the good in that person. Cause there's all, every single human being has bad. I don't care what they say they do. Right. We have all hurt people. We have all, you know, made mistakes. We have all um, voiced a wrong opinion. I don't care who you are, you have done that including me. And so it would be, you take the good out of the people you come across and you leave the bad, you know, because every, every animal, every tree, every person has some good quality. Yeah. You take that with you and you move forward and you leave the bad. And you may have to leave that person or that tree or that dog forever anyhow, but you still carry the good quality with you. I told you. No, no, and, and and I think the 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 beauty of Mikey's life, uh, in a nutshell, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. 
and his journey of just inspiring people and him being inspired by other people, I think is one of the beautiful tell of your son that often is not talking about, but should be talking about when you just talk about like musicians that are artists that affected a lot of people lives that you may not know or hear about, but they know, you know, and like the people that are around them, they know yeah. the impact your son made on a lot of people's lives. Yeah. And you know, it's nice. I get messages all the time still saying that, you know, somebody was going through this hard time and somebody else showed them or, um, you know, sent them a song or something like that. And it really helped. And, um, again, you know, like we said, that's good artists, you know, that it can mean multiple things to multiple people because it's a, it, it's something we all feel at some point in time or different. Um, you know, whether it's the breakup of your girlfriend or the death of your dog or the death of your parent or the, you know, friend in high school that got killed at war. Um, it, it's, I hate to say all the same, but as humans, we are more the same than we are different. We have the same emotions. We have the same wants. We have the same needs. And I think Mikey tried to make that um, prevalent in his music so that whoever was listening to it or reading the poetry um, felt a connection that, that he was speaking directly to them. Um, and in some ways in his mind, he was speaking directly to them, but he's speaking directly to the masses. Yeah. That makes sense. No, it does. And then it's just how beautiful, like in, in death, how he connected a lot of people that he knew that they know each other and now they're connected to each other. And that shows the magnitude of just the person your son was uh, and still is in, in the afterlife. Um, what I was, what I wanted to go question wise was, um, you know, what legacy do you want the world to know about your son that people don't know? What what legacy? Oh, a legacy. That's a tough question. That's a really tough question in the sense that, um, first of all, I'm his mom. So I believe this is what every parent wants as a legacy for their child to be remembered. Um, so, you know, 50 years from now, I want him to be remembered, but I believe all parents want that. Um, as a public figure or a artist, I would like people to continue, at least while I'm alive, um, looking at and getting and um, hearing the things that weren't done professionally out there before. You know, like the CD I just made for his birthday, that 39 lines. Um, you know, basically that's just, you know, 42 minutes of um, the uh, snippet of these different hour long, day long sessions that were in the basement that I've got all these hard drives for. And I don't see any reason why people shouldn't hear them. Um, you know, and so I want to be able to keep doing that. And while I'm still alive, I want people to be able to keep doing, you know, getting those things. 
poetry books, journals. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I want to do. Um, and that way, in my mind, when I'm dead, because when I'm dead, there won't be anybody to do this. Right. That stuff will be out there and then people will do it. And right. so instead of just as like an average child, maybe 50 years remembrance, I can get Mikey a hundred. Right. You know, I guess that would be what I hope for his legacy is that, you know, people keep doing the sharing and the listening and the, all of that. And then, because when I die, it'll be done. And I'm old. I, I know people don't think that and don't know that, but I am. So I wouldn't count on, you know, too much longer. Personally. But um, I, 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 I got to bring this up too. I think it's a point. But uh, talk about his relationship with uh, Ability, DJ Ability. You know, they, 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 you know, they had like this brotherhood, um, you know, they released the first album, EA, uh, DJ and Ability. Uh, just, just like this, like, just talk about their relationship, like, like, coming uh, up. Well, was, you know, they were kind of brother-ish. I mean, you know, Max lived here. Um, Mikey just kind of moved him in and then, you know, eventually they started making music and stuff together. And like all families, you know, ups and downs, it's yeah. the way it works. I mean, we all have them. We all have times when we aren't talking to our siblings or we can't stand our dad or whatever it is. So, I mean, I, that was their relationship, I think. Um, and I think they made good music because they were brother-ish in the sense that, you know, sometimes Max could finish what Mike was thinking and sometimes Mike could finish what Max was thinking. Um, and so, you know, I... I mean, that's kind of how it started. He moved him in. Um, I came home from work and there he was. And then <laughs> it just went on from there. And, um, you know, I don't know how or what they would be doing now if Mikey was still alive. Because I do know um, Mikey was exploring and really wanted to do multiple genres of music. He just didn't want to stay in hip hop. You know, I mean, he wanted to hit the, he had some phenomenal ideas for some jazz sessions and things, not face candy, but another type of thing. He had this thing where he wanted to, um, you can't tell too much cause I might do it one day. Um, <laughs> he wanted to work with local bands in other cities, but you know, bands, um, of different types, whether they be, um, a rock or a country or, you know, something like that. So he may have been doing a lot more variety of things. He also wanted to do comedy. He was working on a comedy routine. He was actually wow. going to do a comedy thing probably two weeks after he died is wow. when he had a thing set up where he was going to go to the, um, there's a comedy club out at the Mall of America. Don't think it's there anymore, but, um, and do a little stand-up routine thingy. So I don't know you know, how Mike and Max would still be, I mean, they'd still be brother-ish in right. personalness, but yeah. they may not have worked as much or they may have done what they did between the ENA and the by the throat. You know, there was several years in between there where they both did other things. And then, you know, we got this, so let's do this. I mean, that might've been the way it went too. Every couple of years they did something together, you know, who knows, but um, family. <laughs> and I think that's the one thing too is like what I learned like like later in his life like he was kind of focusing on learning 
playing instruments. Like I heard an interview, like he was focused on um, playing acoustic guitars, learning how to play the piano. So he kind of was kind of not going away from hip hop a little bit, but just going to a different kind of sound, you know, going from what people so used to hearing from him uh, from all those years. Yeah. Um, we may be having technical difficulties. I'm not sure, but okay, um, I agree. Yes. Um, people were not happy that he was exploring other genres of music and um, they were, I mean, they threw a golf ball at its head at a concert in Augsburg, which is where I went to college and I was there and I was so pissed off. If I could have found the kid who did it, I would have punched him in the face. Because again, my generation, we punched you. <laughs> my generation, we talk you off at the knees. Right. Um, <laughs> hey, um, I think when people find, and I think it's true of any generation, when people find an artist, um, a writer, uh, uh, you know, an author as in books or um, a music group, and that group changes or expands or they lose players or they get new ones, even baseball, football, pick a damn thing. Us as fans get all kind of like huffy about, well, they're changing, they're doing this, they should have kept this guy, blah, 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 blah. Instead of, because um, that's the negative Nancy, instead of being a positive Patty going, yep. um, hey, look, we've got a new experience. We've got a new thing. Let's see if this goes well. Oh, maybe he's really he's really good at that too. Holy crap! Now we got this and that. Um, so, but I that's human. I mean, I didn't make us, so you know, I got nothing to say about what we do as humans. No, no, we can't. We can only do the best we can do. And the people that love us, they love us. And the people that they're like, oh, I don't want to play, I don't want to listen to this person anymore because they changed it up, their style. I don't like it. Then oh well, then you then weren't no. you weren't invested in me in the first place. So. That's okay. That's all right. Yep. <laughs> but to end this awesome conversation, when I think about your son's journey, I think of that awesome song. One of my favorite songs out of his collection is Here For You. Mm. That is a beautiful song. Every time I listen to it, I get emotional and it, it, I, I, I get, you know, I start crying because I can relate to that, you know, because, you know, I do suffer from mental health. I suffer from depression. Um, two years ago, I almost committed suicide. And so that song just bring me to that point of, you know what? I have value. I have purpose. And I think that was his way of telling people that I have value. I have purpose. You too have value and purpose. I agree. Um, Very much so. And so, you know, just just talk about the impact that your son had on just the world, um, just, just in, in, in a nutshell. Well, there's no nutshell. He is not a nutshell. Um, <laughs> oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> he might be a nut, but not a nutshell. Um, I don't actually know um, if he knew that certain songs were going to be overly universal. Um, and Here For You always makes me cry. But Here For You made me cry when I was listening to him do it and make it in the basement. Wow. So 
Um, that's always been, and part of it is, is because in my mind, I go back to the conversation him and I had about my brother dying and about um, always having someone or something that you know is on your side, which is why that line in here for you about, um, you know, what, whether you call it God, uh, momentum, the force, or whatever the hell the line is, you know, the force is from Star Wars. Come on, people. You yeah. know, it's like he's telling you that it may not be this tangible thing that you can actually touch, but there is a connection or a um, a wave of energy that runs through everything and all of us. And if you just give it a moment, you can find the positive patty deep down inside and know that there is something or someone or some ideal that is literally here and in us. And, you know, he just uses that song to make it him. <laughs> <laughs> and he did a great job of doing that. But um, before we end this uh, amazing conversation, um, again, thank we are you having for... such technical difficulties. Sorry, what was that? Okay. Is that is that is it better now? Or is it? Yep. So okay. Uh, again, I want to thank you for just taking the time to talk to me because I, I wanted to talk to you face to face. I know we've talked like behind the scenes here and there, but just to just see you and have a conversation with you, it, it just it was just it's just an amazing experience, and I will never forget. Um, but before we end this conversation, um, it was a song he writ, written at the age of 13 or 14 called uh, A Do to Hip Hop. It was a form of uh, like a eulogy. Mm -hmm. like, and it was just crazy that at this age, he's writing his eulogy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That bugged the hell out of me when he first died. I was like, oh, God damn, you stupid little child. And <laughs> When I would say things like you brat or you stupid little child, right. those were terms of endearment because right. we used to like, you know, poke fun at each other, you know, and stuff like that. It was like, in my mind, you knew back then and you didn't tell me what right. you, you, you should have been telling me up front, right. you know, um, because he did say to me, this song would never get published or released until he was dead. That was the first thing I did when he died. I published right. that damn thing. And I was like, yeah, this is what's happening to you. So anyhow, you want me to read it, right? Yes, please. Okay, here we go. Let's see. I've decided to take destiny into my own hands. You probably can't understand. But for me, life is bland. And I have this constant hollow feeling. Days are cold, dark, filled with sorrow. Raining clouds. See? Ring. Mm -hmm. Under... <laughs> from under the, my ceiling, dealing with it all would take a person very strong. By the time you hear this, I will be gone. Along with my existence will be a way of life for many. I gave some substance, knowledge, and damn it, I'm trying to do it like the song. I gotta slow down. I gave some substance, knowledge, and I, in return, used to make a petty penny. They defeated my purpose, deleted my work, cheated me, seated me underground, and wound up bringing me to the surface. They corrupted my image and made me a negative influence. 
The shady world has been abusive ever, ever since I came into it. Put here with no role models, no one to follow, I've been contorted, aborted, recorded, distorted, and shorted. I forfeit against life. I'm a morbid maniac forced off this rough course, breaking the boards and making my own doors. So don't be sad when I leave because I know this is right. I can't take it. I can't fake it. I'm sick of life. I carried people through hard times and thought they were my friends, but they only stayed close to me because it was the trend. And when I'm gone, no one will miss me. A few years will go by. Important people will die and you'll all forget me. By the way, I'm glad you guys haven't forgot them and important people have died. Look at Prince. Look at all the other artists we've lost in the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, basketball players and everything else. Yeah. Okay, a few years ago, people will forget me. I hope the children will be all right without a proper guide. To all my loved ones and followers, peace out. At least I tried. I ain't what I used to be, so don't shed a tear for me from your windows. I died a long time ago. This just makes it official. I ain't what I used to be, so don't shed a tear from your windows. I died a long time ago. This just makes it official. I, hip-hop, <laughs> being a sound mind and body, hereby request that my few prized possessions go to the following, swallowing the facts that make the wax by the tracks. Still, beauty stands from the stained hands and knapsacks filled with aerosol cans and fat caps. My abstract artistic energy must continue to influence and embody the cats that have decided to dis that are dedicated to ruining white walls with creative uh, shoot it moved okay. with creative strokes of imagination in the paint splash I leave all my physical strength to the guardians of the floor with their arms locked in a b-boy stance, enhance the culture to a more ultra-advanced aerobatic expression. Yes, indeed, when I leave, my presence will exist in the style of the few true, but who knew, smiles will persist with the changing mood. I leave my mood to the musicians, turntablists, and wicked wizards of the needles. Dusty samples, tangling vibes, setting rhythm, scientists, Scientists, yeah, it is. Okay. It is my verbal aspect that it is my verbal aspect that goes out to all writing, vocal, vocalizing, poetic hybrids of life and excitement, the language of the tongue. I offer all the offspring of the official mission towards society a gift of words, come and get you some. Yeah, a gift of words, come and get you some and my positivity, creativity, originality, and history should be spread equally over all the mentioned above, along with my many styles, aggression, knowledge, evolution, solutions, revolution, tolerance, and love. That's wow. it. That's probably Sorry, I interrupted some of those things, but no, that's you know, okay. as I've um, learned it more and more and done it a few times, this is probably the third time because I think it's on YouTube where I was saying it for somebody's interview or something. Yes. And then I did read it at the um, very first birthday celebration, you know, just the month after Mikey died that we had at first have. And, uh, uh, you know, and I, unfortunately sometimes when I do read it and stuff, I have him in my head. So I'm speeding up and doing it. 
fast and I'm, you know, missing some. So I apologize for not doing it clearly, but no, it was it was detail. So there you go. No, it was perfect. And then also I saw that teacher and you kicking in. We <laughs> you're looking at the you're looking at the the spell checks. You see, all right, let me see if they spelled it right. Is the yeah. is, it, is it a period at the <laughs> You know, you know, once a teacher, always a teacher. That's right. And that's the beauty of it, man. Beauty of you. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you. So what is, what is next? What is What do we have to expect from Well, if you haven't, you know, the 39 lines, that's out. I don't know that I'm going to do anything this year. I might do something. Um, the World Has No Idea is going to play on his birthday in November, no November 9th, a couple of places. Um, what for me is next is to sell all of Mikey's collections. I mean, he had a, he has a toy collection, a baseball collection. Uh, he has all this music equipment and all that junkie so that I can sell my house and move to someplace warm. Um, for That's my top priority. But I also... I've been thinking about doing a journal book, like just taking one of his journals and just making copies, you know, just the whole thing, not even actually reading it or whatever. Maybe because some of them are pretty long. Maybe not the whole thing. Maybe just like 20 pages or something. So, but it'll probably be a written thing, not a music thing, because I just did the music thing, right. you know, this November. So sometime for maybe next November or October, I might do a writing thing, take some of his poetry and, you know, or maybe make a little digital book online and people can like flip through it or something. I don't know if you do that. I'm sure you can. Okay. People can do anything now. Definitely. Or even do like an audio one. So the possibilities are endless. And then oh, also, um, just to let you Ooh, know. I could have different people read. There you go. Ooh. I just, we just came up with an idea here on Dad is Not a Now. Yeah, I'm going to write that down as soon as we're done, because that would be really cool. I could have, like, different artists read, like, a couple of things on an audio. That would be cool. Yeah, I think that's what the world needs, because the, no yeah, the world has no idea, but hopefully the world has an idea today with this amazing interview with uh, Mikey's mom, Kathy. Thank you. Thank Love you. It. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And when that comes out, let me know. You're always welcome back on here to promote it. So you have a home here. Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And we're out of here. Everyone have a great Sunday or wherever you're at in the world. Maybe it's Monday in a different world, in a different country. But have a good day. And we're out of here. Peace. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. There's a way out of this mess, you can't think your way out of it. Thought is your enemy. I know, I know, I, 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 I gotta think less. I had a thought actually. You have to let go. Let go. Let go of what? Let go of you. Okay. Think about it, what have you done for you lately? I'm having trouble following you. You have to jump in. Jump in back on the scopes? No, in the water. The river? Yes, jump in the river. 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 Jump in the river.
into this river without knowing how to swim And eventually we learn how to keep the water under our chins Sometimes this river's so cold to be in Freezing my soul, solidifying my skin Regardless of how far I see, I never see my travels in We're carried by the current, being driven by the wind The scenery we pass will never see again So we store it up as memories and don't let go of them We're under a spell, thinking that the river should go straight We set goals and desire to control our own fate But all the pain we experience is a result of our expectations Cause it's the river's nature to twist and turn The shit can burn, and I know it I have the same conflict, but I try to sit and flow with this river's natural process Sometimes, when I watch myself flow downstream, I see the beauty of it all And it feels like a dream And at that time, I appreciate the river's course Some call it God, reality, momentum, force I stare up at the naked moon as she stares down at me Outside thoughts, boundaries, I'm all I look outward to see The universe is not something separate from yourself I know you feel alone, but that's why I'm here to help I know you feel alone, but just look up at the stars And everything that is out there is what you really are We gotta learn to see the beauty in each moment of life Everyone has different paths and we're seeking the light The world is divided between peasants and kings But the truth is everybody's looking for the same thing Now I want you to know the role you play's part of the whole Without you it couldn't be, and I mean that with compassion So if you ever need anything, I mean anything at all I'm here for you all you gotta do is ask me I'm here for you In the same way that you hear from me Each person is an intricate piece of infinity I feel like if you could see what I see Then we as humanity could be free I'm here for you Not for any self-centered reasons Because existence is interdependent And all's related, connected It's different manifestations of one single mind You ain't isolated from the world Even though it feels like that sometimes when I look into your eyes, how you struggle to hold it and keep it bundled inside It tries to go play deep in my heart, it makes me wanna cry So I offer you a hand to help you wash away the rainy sky. I'm running out of words, but I haven't yet made my message clear So if none of this makes sense, I just want you to know I'm here As a musician, as a friend, as a teacher, as a student To grow and realize that everything's in constant movement Each problem that we face is just a part of this movement It seems hopeless, but if we stick together, we'll get through it and return to the essence from which we've been uprooted And wake humanity from these illusions The second you can look into the sky And see your own reflection You know you're headed in the right direction The river ride ain't always smooth But with it I live and Everything is perfect just the way it is We gotta learn to see the beauty in each moment of life Everyone has different paths and we're seeking the light The world is divided between peasants and kings but the truth is everybody's looking for the same thing Now I want you to know the role you play's part of the whole